So here's a quote from a human being that is going to go as unidentified right now. It's not my life. It's not the biggest thing in my life. My faith is. On today's show, we will uncover the truth of who made that quote and why it matters to you in the beginning here of 2019. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley. And I'm Amy Smalley. And together we are Michael and Amy Smalley. <laughs> so, okay. I, you know, I we did all that stuff yesterday from the game and yes, winning is for losers, but then you came up with a better title. Yes. What I learned about Nick Saban's worst loss in the history of his life. Yes. That kind of a thing. And then our friend. Yep. And ESPN commentator, who I think is on his way to Australia right now, Sam, Sam Gore, Gore sent us a, it's almost like we timed that on purpose. Yep. He sent us a video of Clemson quarterback, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. So really, is this Trevor's day? Tre- what yeah. we learned from Trevor? This is Clemson's national champion winning quarterback, true freshman, 19-year-old. True freshman. I cannot believe that. And He's I'm, 19. I, you know, if I put more work into this show, I would have looked up when his birthday was, but I didn't. And so <laughs> the video we're going to show you is from Sports Spectrum on on Yahoo, or no, on YouTube, and I think he was 18 mm. when this interview was done. And so it's about a 53-second clip here that I'm going to be able to show everybody. So this everybody. is not what, he, not what he did after. This is the beginning of the this season. Is, yeah, this is okay. in September. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think he was 19. So I think he was still 18 years old. And this is Trevor Lawrence. Um, I've just, that's just kind of always been my personality. Um, and then just growing up, my family's always like, I mean, football's, football's important to me, obviously, but it's just, it's not my life. It's not, uh, it's not like the biggest thing in my life, I would say, uh, my, my faith is. So that just comes from kind of knowing, um, knowing who I am outside of that. So I just know no matter how big the situation is, it's not really going to define me. Just, just putting my identity and, you know, what, what Christ says, what, who th- he thinks I am and who I know that he says I am. So. Really, like I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what people think about me or how good they think I play or whatever. You know, it doesn't really matter. So that's definitely been a big thing for me, just uh, in my situation, just knowing that and having confidence in that. Or were you that mature at 18? No, I I've, I don't know if I'm that mature now. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, this dude can help adults. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. Good gracious, that was so mature, and mm-hmm. and I think it kind of that whole post game thing from the national championship on Monday evening felt like a huge God moment, and it felt appropriate. It felt like everybody was, this ain't me, right? Dabo's mm-hmm. like, I'm a knucklehead, and, <laughs> and little old Clemson. Now you know he's getting some criticism. Yeah. Now just in in the sense of okay, Clemson has been good before, dude. Yeah. I mean like. It's not little old, like we could maybe say little old Baylor. <laughs> That's true. Oh. Little old Conroe, Texas. <laughs> there you go, Magnolia. Yeah, little old Magnolia. You don't go little old Clemson, especially <laughs> when he's been winning, right? He's won two, two. championships. Yeah. And it's like, all right, Dabo, easy. But it's still, 
It's, yeah. it's not about him was the part purpose and, exactly. that it's, and it's unexpected and we've done something spectacular. And that was, I think when you see the clip of, you know, that the Clemson quarterback, I, I'm like, I want to go, aren't you from California? He's got that long blonde hair and he's just got this real mellowness about he him. He totally looks like that quarterback like, from the Denzel Washington movie. Do you remember uh, where he's the Alabama high school football coach? I and the don't. kid, they called him Sunshine. He came from <laughs> California and he was a quarterback, tall, long hair, just like, just like Trevor. So oh. I liked it because I think a lot of times in our life, in our work, in our marriage, in our with you know, in parenting, we allow a lot of that stuff to identify us, but we have to constantly remind ourselves that our identity comes in Christ. So you and I are starting the process of planting a church, mm-hmm. and it's neat when I, you know, because I had a huge moment Monday when in a in our staff meeting, it's like I don't know if I should call it. I mean, me, Natasha, and then Reagan was there, so I called it a staff meeting. Sure, it was. Can I not call it that? Absolutely. But I was telling Natasha, I was like, "Oh, hey, we got to start." You know, I'm like, "What are the big things we're doing? We're planting a school, or yes. planting a school, planting a church." Yes. Trying to get a school, an online school going. And then we have small institute stuff. Yes. Right. The podcast a lot and of events. Stuff. Yeah. And I went, Oh, Natasha, we need to we need to start getting the fall filled with events. And like the Holy Spirit went, Why? You're you're gonna be getting closer and closer and closer to your launch date. And 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 it was like this huge moment for me going, Oh, this is real. Yeah. Because I can't fill the fall with dates because we're launching a church. And yeah. Hopefully February second, yes. two two twenty twenty. <laughs> it's a lot of twos. We'll get into that later. It was totally coincidental. Yes. Yeah. But so I yeah I realized so what that was about then. Well, it just made it real. Like this is actually happening. Yeah. And we're committing to a degree that I'm not going to be booking events yeah. next fall. Yeah. So God has to provide. <laughs> so. Yeah. So how does that have to do with God being your identity and kind of the the Clemson quarterback and how I what it was different about me is that he or the, the juxtaposition of his personality on the camera and his natural disposition and then where you know he has to be on the field. He has to be quite the animal. I mean quite the like driven he seems and so super mellow. Even on the field, yes, you're right. He's but he has to. He there's a certain drive that you in order to be that successful. I mean, yesterday we talked about you know how you know Alabama had probably a bad day, but how they prepared and how they worked really hard. And this is the same guy. He's preparing really hard. But how do you so at, 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 in life? I think that sometimes we prepare and we you got to still work. You still have to put the yeah. time in. But even that, even with that, he's still saying it's not about me. So being able to understand at the end of the day, I got to do everything that I can and I have to leave it all on the field. I have to leave it all for for us. It's for us. It's um, leaving everything in that day. You know, trying to give joy, trying to do what we can for our families, for our marriage, for our the people that that God has entrusted us with, doing all that. But then at the end of the day, we have to lay it on the field and say, God, even though I've done everything I can, I know it's really it's about you. It is, and I think I brought up that whole thing because you're like, you know, why? How does that relate to Trevor's thing? Yeah. And when you asked me, I went, 
and I forgot. I got <laughs> going, and then like the whole reason I and I do that all the time. It's humiliating. You got to watch it live. <laughs> but the reason I brought it up is he said it. It it's not all about football, and mm-hmm. so what dawned on me Monday is, oh my heavens, we're launching a church, planting a church. God's given us this vision. But I got to remember, it's not about that because it can become overwhelming and all yes. this stuff. And it can be, I just got to do that and then completely neglect my relationship with Christ. Absolutely. And if I neglect that relationship, so maybe this is a show today for people in ministry or, no, frankly, it's for anybody. That kid plays football. Mm-hmm. And what did he say? At the end of the day, my life isn't about football. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it could be a job. Mm-hmm. You're a cool executive person. It's not about that. It's not about being a pastor. It's not about the ministry you're trying to do in life. And, you know, Bobby Weatherford's watching. All right. So, Bobby, it's not just about guys mm-hmm. driving around lovingly serving people. It's mainly about your relationship with Christ. And that's why Bobby does something like that, mm-hmm. which, by the way, he told us it's it's uh, Remember the Titans was the movie. There you go. Of course Thank he you. would know. Yes. Thank you, not just for watching, but for contributing. <laughs> And actually helping the show along yes. and not just taking advantage of our good looks <laughs> and smart words. Yeah, yeah. So so anyways, that's, that's what I feel that we need to all remember. And for this new year, that it's not about whatever. And frankly, it's not even about your marriage. Hmm. What about that? I almost did. I almost stole your catchphrase. What? what? Yeah. We should start doing that in... In unison. What? what? <laughs> I was off. You actually had a nice tone, and I was like, like a, a wounded whale so who's just been harpooned. But I think that even – so one of the things I've been telling couples is you're, make sure your marriage isn't an idol. Mm-hmm. Because if your marriage or your spouse or your kids, because if those things are more important to you – then your relationship with God, it's going to suffer because those things are ultimately fallen and they're going to disappoint us. Absolutely. And when we know their identities in Christ, when our works or when our trying, you know, for this guy, one of the reasons why he could say, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about football. One of the reasons why he could say that is because he was doing it for the glory of God. He was doing it to say, you know what, I want to shine a light, but I know that in and of myself, I'm going to fall short. And when his identities in Christ, then when he does fall short, when, you know, that day he didn't have a bunch of intercessors. And he actually had a great, a great you oh, know, day. Um, unbelievable. But if he didn't, what happens then? You know, when you have those really great days or the days that um, when your identity in Christ, then that's truly where your cornerstone is. It is. And uh, we got Seth Studley. Do you know who that is? Studley. I don't know, he but is, I bet he's Studley. He is one of the hosts of the very big podcast. Anatomy of Marriage. Oh, that's A-O-M, right. A-O-M. That's that, right. That's right. A couple right. weeks ago or yes, last week. Yes, you laid it down. I'm like- Michelle already, yeah. We're going to fight. Yeah. And here's Seth's, like he's <laughs> leaving a comment on this thing. So here's Seth's, I think this is his opportunity or his effort- Yes. To get like a podcast battle royale going. Okay, good. Hey guys, I- ready to party and eat some barbecue with us. That's yeah. your effort? Dude, there's nothing aggressive in this comment. 
I kind of thought, I saw his name, I went, oh, I bet he said something oh, really yeah. mean and nasty. And, uh, well, yeah, actually, maybe, I am. maybe it could be the Battle of the Barbecues. Does he Ooh. barbecue? No, he's you, from, he lives in Seattle. Oh, because you barbecue. He probably you does could lay, fish. He could lay down some cool, good well, brisket. We're actually going to see them well, in February. Well, we're, you'll have, up in we'll Dallas. have to bring him some of your barbecue. Babe. So I think he's talking about they're doing a really cool event up in Dallas in in February. And they're partly with my brother-in-law, Roger, Fellowship cool. of the Parks, and somewhere else, I think. And Seth, I know we've talked about this in detail, and I have <laughs> honestly completely forgotten everything that's <laughs> happening in February. So maybe that'll start the fight. Maybe that'll get things heated up here. So anyways, oh, man. Thanks, okay. for, thanks for commenting and being so kind. Yes. It's annoying. I will figure out a way to you know, like to rile you buttons. up. Oh, yeah, you you can do that really well. Oh, Usually, I can. You can do Many that times with me. Unintentionally, Lots. I'm naturally gifted yeah. at doing. That. I think you are too. <laughs> Everybody's naturally gifted at pushing buttons. Mm -hmm. Come on, mm. don't make it awkward. <laughs> so you know what we forgot to do at the beginning? The honoring news of the day. Yeah. What was that? Well, I spent all of my mental energy trying to set up Wirecast. Hey, and it so, was beautiful. Well, let's let's do the honor and the news the day now. We can do it now. We can do it now. So here's cool. Here's the headline because we love on this show. We like giving you good things. Good things, positive things. Good. The world is not ending. That's right. Well, it could be. Nope, didn't happen yet. So, <laughs> um, the honoring news of the day is Nebraska Dad. This comes from SunnySkies.com. Why was that so hard for me to say? Sunny skies. Yeah, yeah. Hush. Nebraska dad wakes up after being declared brain dead by doctors. Wow. Yeah, this is going to freak you out a little bit. A Nebraska man's children said their final goodbyes, mm -hmm. their final goodbyes, and made the difficult decision to pull the plug uh. after their father was declared brain dead by doctors. How long was he? I mean, for like, days. Days? Like, Two to four. Well, here we'll read. But the miracle man had different plans, and I actually have a photo. Oh, look, he's so. He just lost the ability to kind of spell correctly. No, I think I it's an inside you. thing. I mean, it's Maybe very not. cute. But I wish I, yeah. So, okay, so he'd been unconscious for more than 48 hours. Oh. T. Scott Marr unexpectedly woke up after his doctors thought there was no hope of recovery, and his breathing tubes were pulled out. <gasps> so, like, in a way, maybe all that just kind of, like, rebooted his brain and rebooted it. It's like, oh, we better wake up. That's We're on our own here. <laughs> I like that Amy theory. <laughs> I don't know. That's not bad. This whole here's a quote. This whole thing has been a miracle from God, Mar told Aww. KMTV. I did not die. I didn't have to die. I'm back here and I hope to give people some comfort and hope that if they are in fact going through anything like that, that it's a safe place. So here's go. what's interesting though. In the two days that Mar was unconscious. Mm -hmm. He said he had a near-death experience. He saw, so while he was unconscious, he saw his late father walking along the street. What? So Margo's, he, wow. and so his late father, who died before mm -hmm. him, he said, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm looking to work. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and then he said, there's no work here. You better get your butt home. <laughs> 
That's what Mar told local reporters. Is that not crazy? But well, this is one of the things that kind of got me super interested. The last quote he gave here, this is from Mar again. I'm not an extremely religious person. I don't go to church every Sunday, Mar told the World Herald, but I do believe in God. I believe with all my heart, and now this is just proof for me mm-hmm. that everything I've ever heard is true, that he loves me, that he's right there for me. It was pretty much a miracle. Wow. Pretty it's, much. Very much. Yeah, I would go. And, yeah. and I would say, Mr. Marr, you have a purpose. And guess what? God obviously wanted you still here on this earth. And so you better figure out what it is. Well, and and here's, this is kind of even, because, you know, my brain is on church planting mode. Yeah, yeah. And so it feels like I'm turning everything into it. But I want to encourage people like Mar, and if you're watching or you listen to the podcast, that it's not about going to church every Sunday, right? So he said he's an extremely religious person. Well, I don't. He's not an extremely. Oh religious. yeah, he's not. But he thinks like I can't be a disciple of Christ if I'm not going to church every Sunday. And obviously, gathering together in community and we're planning a church. I I would, you know, I want people to go to church, and we're trying you to create want an environment. To experience that, yeah, yeah. But they need to be able to feel welcomed, and yes. you don't have to be anybody but who you are. But still, it's not about just that. It's really about being a disciple of Christ, knowing what He said, obeying His commands, which are to love Him and love others. Well, how do we love Him? By loving others. Absolutely. And getting your identity in who God says that you are, yeah. not in your your effort, not in what you do. It is who you were created to be. And so when we are, cre- we, you, we are all created on purpose, and your purpose is to not only find God, but identify who God made you to be and what your unique purpose is. And so that is, to me, it's not about going to church. It's about engaging in that relationship and the intimacy with God so that you can live your best life, so that you can live with joy, so that you can live with peace, so that you can live with um, just a contentment and a strength that you didn't think that you had. Amen, sister. Yay. Looks like you're getting to pastor mode too. Yes. Oh, well, I just, I want to encourage people that your relationship with Christ is about a relationship where the Holy Spirit convicts you and where you are learning better how to love others. And well, you're getting supernatural powers to do things that you just can't get done Mm -hmm. on your own. That's why that relationship matters so much because life gets really hard. Yes. There's seasons. There's wonderful Mm -hmm. seasons. There's hard seasons. There's seasons. And through it all, he's there. And what I love the most, and I shared this with a couple last night that I met with, is God's not intimidated. We're gonna, I'm gonna keep saying that over and over and over again. He's not intimidated by your circumstances. So he's not worried about that spouse leaving or whoever cheated on you or your father and what they're doing or your mother and how she's shaming you all the time, whatever. God's not intimidated and he will use all of it. He'll use it to grow you and mature you and build up your grit. And so really the negative things are simply an opportunity, an opportunity for growth. I'm not going to get an amen. Amen. Felt like I was going to get an amen. Sorry. Amen. I gave you an amen earlier. Yes. Amen. All right. Well, I think we've come to that stopping place because we, yes. we have a phone call in 10 minutes. <sighs> but, hey, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and review if you're listening to this on the podcast. 
But enjoy your day. Do you have any final words? Have a great one. It's going to be good. 